This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Structured Gibberish. I'm your host, Brian Sokol. I'm joined right now by Jim Snedeker. And we're here to talk about the movie Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Hopefully we'll be joined by Pat in a little bit. Should I do it? Uh, should I do this in my, my NPR presentation? Yeah, why not? I think like we this? did. We did an episode, like a whole episode like that once. Oh, okay. Great. <clears throat> uh, Rogue One is a uh, movie ostensibly set in the Star uh, Wars universe. Uh, I read an interesting article in Vox that said this was the first movie that acknowledged that the entire series was about war. Uh, I mean, it's it's called the, Star yeah, Wars. If, if that's if that's true, I mean, maybe they should have put it in the title or something. I don't know, but it's called Star Wars. Star <laughs> thing, star events. I mean, I think really only like Episode One is the first one that's not about like actual war, like open still, war. Yep, still called Star Wars. Still called Star Wars. And then you got the TV show that actually had war in the name twice, Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, Double Wars. Double Wars. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Twice. Or would you, would you consider that war is squared? Mm. Is it exponential? There were a lot of droids. Wars on top of wars on top of more wars. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we've got Pat on the call now. Maybe? Pat, his face lit up. Hey, it's oh, Pat. Hold on, I don't have, I don't have my ears on. Uh-oh. Put your put your ears in. Breaker Breaker One Nine. I ain't got my ears on. We're actually expecting you to be a little bit longer. We we were just uh, getting done joking about some uh, Star Wars news that had nothing to do with the movie, really. So you we didn't were miss just anything. Getting done yeah, joking about me. Just, just getting all your yucks in on me. I didn't. I, I all I said was you would be joining that. us later. I didn't, I didn't say what and you were up to. True to his word, you're joining us, and it's later than. When he said that, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into the movie here. Um, and now I'm sure this somebody is true. have a brief synopsis. Uh, well, yeah. If it you, all starts with a kyber crystal, uh, mm. let me give you the uh, the official synopsis of. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. It. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and Google it. I'm googling it right now. We'll wait. It uh, <clears throat> it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies manage to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. I think that sums it up pretty good. Did she conjure up those stolen data tapes? Data tapes. Uh, So the the plot of this movie is basically that uh, there's this guy. uh, I got IMDb up here because I can't, for the life of me, remember any of these characters' names. Um, There's this guy. Shea Guerrera. Shea Guerrera? (laughs) Saw Guerrera? Yeah. Saw Guerrera. Remember his. Uh, So this guy... uh, Okay, so we're on this planet, and there's this standoff between a guy played by uh, uh, Ben Mickelson and Mads Mendelssohn, I think. 
are the two guys on this planet. No. No, did I get that wrong? <laughs> <clears throat> so there's this guy named... You got it wrong. Believe me. Named Krennic, who I come to find out his first name is Orson. <coughs> Orson is Krennic. Is Orson? Orson, yeah. No wonder everybody calls him Krennic. I know, Captain Orson. No awesome one cape. fears an Orson. Captain Awesome Cakes Capes. Unless Real you're a cannoli person. and Orson Welles is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Galen Urso. And we can divine from this conversation that he... He's Irish. Gal- oh. Yeah, no, not in this movie. That Galen uh, used to work for the Empire, probably on the Death Star, and then he left for a while and was hiding, and then this guy tracked him down. And maybe there's some history between these two folks? I have no idea, but... They clearly have planned for this situation for a long time, and as soon as it comes time to execute it, the uh, his wife like completely screws everything up. And anyway, he goes back to the Empire. <laughs> his daughter uh, gets taken by Forrest Whitaker, uh, a.k.a. Saw Gerrera, character from Clone Wars, who will be in Rebels, and also played by Forrest Whitaker in Rebels. Uh and I don't know. Oh, there's... he was he was an established character on the cartoon show. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, he had a. I'll give you the brief rundown of his history because it has no bearing on the movie whatsoever. But mm-hmm. basically, um, he I mean, was, you know, I saw the movie, right? You're not I mean, ruining anything for me. No, I'm pretty I'm, sure we've seen it all, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the first movies that I'm that we're reviewing Ever? that I didn't see oh. with with any of the people I'm talking to about. With. <laughs> so you're you had a lot of prepositions in there, but we're just going to let it go. Yeah, I know. It was it was a a well crafted sentence, I think. With a with about with four with fourth with. Uh so there's like a four episode arc on Clone Wars where there's this planet, um and the the king is like overthrown by this other guy who becomes king and decides to side with the separatists um mm-hmm. because he wants power and he knows that Dooku will give him power basically. And so mm-hmm. the um there's a rebel group on the planet, uh, and this is, of course, before the rebellion because there's no em- empire yet, but there's a rebel group on the planet and the Republic wants to help them, but they don't want to be seen as um, helping create a terrorist group. So they yeah. send... Um, America! Yeah, basically it's like Ahsoka stays and tries to train them in the art of rebellion. Um, and Saw's sister, whose name I can't remember... Um, becomes the leader of the rebels, but then in the final battle, she's killed, uh, because Saw, like, shoots down a droid ship and it crashes into where she's at. Crashes right on top of her. Yeah. And, uh, then she falls off a cliff. And, uh. <laughs> Just for good measure. <laughs> well, it's the. It's she the, might be okay. She, oh, no. Some bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's. She's that. fine. She's fine. I think the ship crashed right next to her. <laughs> the um. It was a choice. It was a choice. The so Saw Guerrera is basically like the original rebel. He was he was a rebel before there was a rebellion. So he's like Osama bin Laden. Um. Yeah, Osama no? bin Laden with a with a mind squid. I just said that so this podcast would get flagged by the NSA. Thanks. Oh, good. Good. Does it still get flagged even though he's dead? Do they still bother? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. Let's Can ask I feel them. Like Hitler. Well, they're, they're you know they're just like, sure, you say he's dead. 
Oh right. I think I think parts of him are alive in a jar somewhere. He's really He's an Argentina occult. Guys, I think we might be getting off topic a little. Uh, no, I think we're just, this is a podcast, Brian. You're just thinking we're recording a different kind of podcast we're, than we we're are. Here to, we're here to talk about space Nazis, not Earth Well, Nazis. you're the one who brought up Osama bin Laden. Let's just continue. Okay. Che Guevara. Got it. Okay. So uh, at some point when the main character, Jin Urso, daughter of Galen Urso, uh, at some point, I guess, saw Guerrero just like leaves her somewhere. They kind of glossed over this. Yeah, no, well, no, he gets her out of the hole, then leaves her somewhere else, and then I don't know how much she grows up and gets in jail. Well, as far as I can tell, what they're trying to do is leave this semi-open, just in case Rogue One was such a runaway hit, which it kind of was, that people needed more from these characters, that they could be like, and here's some previous adventures where the main characters are in the past, but look older. I'll be honest with you, Pat. I am really looking forward to a sequel, uh, Rogue 2, about uh, the guy who spends all morning searching Hoth for Han and Luke. <laughs> That's the whole movie? That's the whole movie. I mean, but it's, you know, it's in real time. He's but spent then, like, several hours flying around. Then the one guy sees Han in hell <laughs> later. <laughs> <clears throat> you know. After but- Force Awakens. Part of, part, oh, that made me sad again. Part <laughs> oh, of, I um, made myself sad. Part of what I sort of just touched on with the description of the plot is that I feel like one of this movie's, I love this movie, first of all, I really liked it, but I think one of this movie's real uh, downfalls is that the editing seems to be kind of weird. And they, they seem to introduce a lot of ideas that don't go anywhere. Kyber crystals. Like kyber crystals, especially the one around her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, you think this is going to be it. This is going to be the MacGuffin. It's going to solve something later. Why yeah. else would we keep talking about it? Right. Oh, wait. There's no reason. Never mind. Cancel she, that. No reason at all. She gets glassed on a beach by the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. Or does she? Maybe the explosion <laughs> no, I'm pretty is sure redirected. <laughs> By the Kyber by crystal. Darth Maul's robot legs. Yes, she comes back with robot skin. So because <laughs> all of hers melted off. Okay. So um, here's what you I don't wa- know. here's what I want to know because I don't care about the structure of this podcast at all. So we could talk about any part of this movie at any mm. time I feel. But here's what I want to know. Donnie Yen is really good. Donnie Yen is fantastic. I don't know how to pronounce his character's name because it's got weird. Characters his character in his character right. name. I just keep calling him Donnie Yen. Everyone does because his name is Chiro Imwe, I think. Which one is that? Um, I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yep, yep. That guy who's That's having bromance with uh, Bay's Malbus. Well, he's know. his Bay's. Bay Bay Malbus. <clears throat> so let's um let's let's just start. Before I go mm-hmm. through the rest of the plot in a lot of detail, let's start like this. Jim, what did you think of this movie? Did you like it? I did like it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I don't think it's perfect, but I did enjoy it. But okay. I, I mentioned to Dale on our podcast that I get the feeling it's going to be like Dark Knight Rises for me, where each time I see it, I like That'll it less worse. and less. Yeah. I don't get that feeling, and I hope... I'm right. 
because I I really liked the movie. I feel like the movie here, uh, you know, but you know, before we get too far into it, I feel like saying it was Rogue One, a Star Wars story, gives it a lot of leash for me. You know, um, again, I, I agree it's not perfect, um, but I wasn't expecting it to be. I guess I I I go into movies with with almost zero expectation these days. Except for to be disappointed. I assume every movie will disappoint me. And so then I come out the other end a lot of times uh, feeling pretty good about myself. It really the is. Movie I saw. Yeah, that's true. That, so, that's a help. Except you when know, we all saw X3 together. <laughs> you can't quite get the bar low enough. No, but let's that's not true. get too that's off. True. I, and again, I, I'm not saying every movie turns out turns out well. You Sometimes you can't expect bad enough. Wolverine. That, you know. that movie was called Rogue Three, a Wolverine story. <laughs> but not not the Wolverine. I actually I really liked the Wolverine. I didn't see the Wolverine, but the one I did see uh, made me not want to see that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's Just go. That's listen, fair enough. Go well, listen to see our Logan. review. I'll of see the Logan Wolverine. and yeah. There you that. go. There you go. That's all. We'll, we'll all what see did you? Logan. What did you think, Brian? Um. I I enjoyed watching the movie. I I thought there were a lot of cool callbacks to a whole bunch of other um, things that are still canon within the Star Wars universe. Uh, like yeah. I said, I think like, it suffers from some editing and not quite knowing what it. It seemed like at times it didn't quite know where it wanted to go. Well, um, I think okay, and again, I I just want to point out that this movie suffers from extensive reshoots. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was getting extensive with this. reshoots. I hate. Well, you know what? I can't say that I hate extensive reshoots, but whenever they say that, it does. It certainly doesn't fill me with hope. You know, the, the other right. thing. What that, did you not do right the first time? Right, yeah. right. Why are why do you feel the need to go back? And is it because you feel like you screwed up, or is it because the you know the head guys like in this move this case, people were like, "Wow, this movie is really great, really great." But the Force Awakens was cute and kind of fun. This isn't. Go fix we, that. We need data tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for K2SO. He was pretty funny. He was awesome. he was very funny until he fucking died. There were two deaths that made he me Droids never sad. Die. He was never alive. Okay, well, he's, he's offline. There are two deaths that made me sad in that movie, and it was him, and it was the blind guy. Mm. That's I, it. I didn't really, the rest uh... of them, you know, when Jin and, and Beard Guy... Die on the beach is like yeah I, I figured you're talking, you about, know? You're talking about uh, Captain Diego Luna, sure. Um, are you talking about no no the bearded Malbus? guy that helps blind Mal- guy Malbus? Mal what no sure. whatever the guy with when the all guy. when all of the other main characters die I'm like meh meh. I, but the robot the robot saved them it was a it was a noble death. It was it was it was the death that I wanted for Han Solo if he had to die. The the death that Han Solo got right and, now and he did. Um I I had to I have to uh explain away in my head a lot. I have to be like, no, no, him and Kylo Ren shared a moment. He really gave up for the greater good, but he really didn't. As far as we know right now, he was just like, Hey, Boba Fett. Ah! <laughs> I didn't really, I, I didn't really care about the robot at all. I'll be honest with you. Really, I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I cared the most for him. 
<laughs> out of all the other people, even Donnie Yen, I didn't more, care. You cared uh, the most, like out of all the moviegoers. <laughs> um, Jim probably cared the most. that and and cared for him the most out of all the characters in the movie. Yeah. I didn't really care about anybody in the movie. That's well, sort of a problem. Yeah. Well, the, right. The movie doesn't give you enough time with any characters. There, the movies are very. I, I don't know. I'm getting off my own rails here. I don't know how movies do it because sometimes you watch a movie and the movie takes place over an hour and somehow like you get to spend this intimate hour with these characters and you learn nothing about them and you don't care about them. And then sometimes these movie, you know, a movie takes place over like years. And so you just see these tiny little snippets of people's lives and you don't feel like you've had any quality time with them, but yet by the end of the movie, you're enthralled with their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think they make you do the work. Yeah. I think right. in that scenario, you're doing the work in your own head. Right. But the right. thing is, like when when we watched um, the Force Awakens and even the prequels to a certain extent, we were familiar with several characters going in, you know, and we could look at the Force Awakens and be like, oh, that's that person's like this person, that person's like this person, and people are generally like. You know, you have your idea of like, okay, well, that's like the Paragon good guy. You know, that's mm-hmm. the pilot good guy. That's the, you know, kind of bad guy, but he's going to be, you know, you could tell he's got a heart of gold kind of guy. You know, mm-hmm. when you watch this movie, it's like they're really all kind of just like the best of the bad guys. <laughs> you know, and it's harder to <laughs> ascribe, you know, their good qualities to them, necess- you know, mm-hmm. just from just from having them talk normally with each other. Um, Like you can kind of pick up. You pick up that uh, Andor's character, uh, Diego Luna's character. Um, you know, he's the guy who's basically just been beaten down. You know, he's been mm-hmm. with the Rebellion for so long. He's had to do horrible things, and he's just resigned himself to knowing I'm, you know, I don't get a break anymore. Right. I'm, I'm here to do terrible things. Yep. Yeah. He's like Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. You don't know the diapers Cyclopean. I've changed for Professor X all these years. <laughs> You with your cool pointy hair coming in here telling me what to do. Not talking about anybody specific here. <laughs> um, you know, Krennic, Orson, is uh, probably just my favorite character um, in this movie because he's the guy who's like, he's the guy who's just like, I have slaved over this Death Star project. I have done no actual work, but I have slaved <laughs> over this project and now someone else is coming to take credit for the work that I forced other people to do. <laughs> I will not stand for this. No, neither will Bane. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I love that. Uh, I I kind of have this um, headcanon where sometime after episode four, uh, the emperor says to Vader, all right, we need to build another Death Star. Uh, do you have the plans? And he says, uh, no, uh, Tarkin uh, obliterated them on the planet when he blew up the archive where the plans are. And he goes, okay, well, could you just get the original scientist who worked on this thing? And he's just like, oh, well, uh, Krennic kind of <laughs> murdered all of them, you know, to teach this one guy a lesson. So we have no plans and nobody was there. Everybody else died when it blew up. <laughs> Everyone who was there is is quite dead. That's why there's a hole in the side of the new one. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. don't, we had to just guess on that part. <laughs> we Damn don't... it. I mean, it was a circle, right? Just stop building a circle. <laughs> we'll fill the rest in. It's a fucking laser in a circle. I, 
I would laugh if it wasn't even a sphere, if it was just a disc. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, I don't Couldn't know. Couldn't it have just been the gun part? Like, does <laughs> the rest of it really necessary? It's pretty gigantic. I don't know. They had to fit all those engines that, in there. Uh, the guys are still, they, they never had a railing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what would have been really great, would have been choice in this movie, is if we saw the railing fall off. <laughs> <laughs> like, there used to be something there to keep the deadly laser away from us. But, uh, but the it railing. fell off. <laughs> Just a bar. <laughs> they had to hurry. They had to hurry and get it into production. Let's, um, Let's talk about some of the some of the good characters who make minor appearances in this movie, like uh, Jimmy Smits. Yeah, yes. good old Jimmy Smits. Finally, finally made it into a Star Wars movie where he's not uh, just walking around talking to green screen people. I didn't know where that I, was going because he really does just walk around and talk in this one. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I figured screens. it out. But he's right. he's in an actual place talking to actual people this time. And, and uh, once you've seen Sons of Anarchy, he's just better in everything else that he's in. Yeah, that's so good not on that untrue. Show. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what? You know what else? Uh, he was in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse. The little known fact. Or the old one. Uh, no, no, the original Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. He was the uh, you know the robot was Conky. Yeah. Um. One day Conky broke down, and he was the authorized Conky repa- repairman. Hmm. Wow. Yep. So, in a similar oh, oh. fashion. Uh, Mon Mothma is in this movie, and she was in, this is the same actress who played her in episode three, and uh, same deal, she actually gets to talk to some folks in this movie. She's got some lines and stuff. Oh, I uh, thought we if we just put you, we're just going to put you on the screen here, and uh, we're just going to talk over there, the characters, I'm going to put them in later with uh, Photoshop. And just Power of myth. <laughs> the, uh, the guy who played General Dodonna is uh, that one guy whose name I can't remember from Game of Thrones. Oh, of course. Because uh, I don't remember. I literally remember nobody's name from Game of Thrones. I but, am no. I am a, about the worst character name rememberer of all time. Like, I never know anybody's name. It's unless a, they're trying like to a, help you out at all. In this movie. <laughs> right, right. This, this is an example. I'm of on fun. IMDb. I'll just tell you who he uh, who he played on uh, Game of Thrones. He played uh, Sir Barristan. Okay. Sir Barristan. Sure. Let his hair grow crazy and grew that thick beard. Looked exactly like General Dodonna. Uh, didn't, I don't think, have any lines really. So we didn't have to hear if he sounded like him. Because I don't think he does. But you recall General Dodonna is the one who gives the original Death Star briefing in episode four? I do now. <laughs> so those I are never- the those are the characters uh, who were in this movie that I enjoyed seeing in this movie. The minor characters. Let me tell you which minor characters I did not enjoy seeing in this movie. C-3PO and R2-D2. Why are you guys bitching about this? Come on. I, it's just so weird. It, like, they Why? Why? They they were there. Yeah, I they know were they there. were there. But the well, way... could, why didn't they show us Han Solo? <laughs> the, uh, He's around somewhere. The they thing, don't want to blow their Han load. The thing that uh, that got me about it is just... Not that they were not that they were there and were shown. I would be fine if they were there and were shown. It was just that it's they're just flying. Well, spaceships are flying away. It's a very tense moment, and C three PO is just doing his shtick. And I th- I thought there was a better way to do that than I don't know what that was. Um, it's a cat. There was a better. 
I just thought there was a better way to do that than to like have this, this movie is just like tense moment, tense moment, tense moment, tense moment. All of a sudden C-3PO is there. He makes a joke. He's gone. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of like putting Darth Vader in the movie and then having him crack a joke. Oh God, I was just going to say that. Or, you know, like having a serious movie and then naming the one fat guy Porkins. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> Any movie that does that would be terrible. <clears throat> um, yeah, C-3PO and R2-D, I, I, like I said, I'm fine that they're in the movie. Um, but, like, Chopper from Rebels is in the movie, and he just is in the, you know, he goes, he walks by in the background. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Well, and listen, I, it's, I, I am almost positive that that was part of that, make this movie more funzy. I've got to yeah. sell some toys out of this, okay? So, Can't be depressing let me, all the way through. Let me jump over to another topic since we're on there. Um, the trailers for this movie. How many of the trailers did you guys watch? There was a teaser and three trailers. I saw I, all of them. I saw none of them. But, I mean, I, I think I, I paid attention to almost none of them. Pat, I think were, I saw the first one. You were in the best position because the teaser and the first trailer have, mm-hmm. like, almost all of the scenes in those two were cut from this movie. <laughs> It's it's insane. There's like 40-some shots that are shown that are not in this movie. One nice. of which, I'm told, was specifically made only for the trailer. Well, like they did with uh, the Kylo Ren in the snow without his hood on and mask, you know, or with his hood on and mask, the, uh, that part was never going to be in the movie. Yeah, but that's... that's Okay, so the, the scene that they made for the trailer is when Jin is walking on the catwalk out to align the dish... Mm-hmm. Um, a TIE fighter rises up in front of her and it, it looks like she's walking to get in this TIE fighter. And that is like just a misleading scene because the, the way the trailers make it show the first two trailers, there's this, uh, cause there's a, a speech by Saw Guerrera, you know, and he says, you know, mm-hmm. what, what will you become? You know? And then you see her in the, um, the black outfit that we assumed was a TIE fighter outfit, but it turns out she's just like a tarmac person. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, and they show her, and she's going down the circular hallway and stuff. Those first two trailers make it sound like that there's going to be this conflict of like, does she stay with the rebellion or does she join the empire? And maybe that was a thread in the original cut, but they they completely cut that out of the movie. So having seen and those first I two were the ones that I, I watched the most. I can't imagine that that was ever a real plot. Like just thinking about the the movie at all. Can you imagine that that was ever really a part of the movie? Well, no, not this like, movie. Like where, but I, where, I think it was originally significantly different. <laughs> where would her character have ever gotten like the notion of be like, you know what? I'm going to join up with the Empire. Well, it, it is a rebellion, Pat. She rebels. <laughs> what is a built-on hope? Also cut from the movie. Yeah, I, I think about- this movie was originally significant, and I think it was going to be a lot darker. You know, and that's why yes. they, they did yeah. back in. I mean, that's for sure. Reshoots, but yeah, I think I think the movie was going to be structured a lot differently originally. Like, I cannot imagine how it could fit into this movie, but I think, right. like, when you look at all of the plot threads that start out in this movie, like with the Kyber crystal, and then there are, um, I'm trying to think, there was another one that someone pointed out that was blue milk. Of, <laughs> blue milk. That's just what the. That's just what they give you when you're poor. That's like food stamps. Government milk, government empire milk. milk, empire milk, empire brand milk. But it's good. 
Um, now, now I've got like visions of the emperor hawking blue milk. <laughs> it's not a trap. I agree that that it was. <laughs> those are sort of misleading. They make you think like she maybe she's straddling the line. Yeah. In this movie, somewhat, and she really they they also try and make her sort of Han Solo-y, and then they pull that punch pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know where where she's like, why should I help you guys? Ugh. Well, because you're gonna go to jail, okay? But then she's like, okay. Oh, that's my dad. I'm nope. I'm the good guy for in the, for the rest of the movie, and I'm going right. to get these people behind me. And that's a really quick turnaround. Yeah. And then there's Che the, Guevara dies, and she's like, "Oh, that guy who's trained me and left me. Oh, I forgive him." Rebellions are built on hope. This this movie is basically just like the story of how uh, Jin Jin Erso lost her family when she was young, managed to spend like sixteen or you know twenty years or whatever just dicking around and then um like a like a a three-day period where every single person she meet dies and then she dies (laughs) that's basically it Uh, (laughs) she everybody she's ever met dies she thinks about turning her life around and then just dies (laughs) so i think i think there's nothing that is more um and this is what i was thinking of there's nothing more indicative of the editing and the reshoots i think than the scene with the pilot the defected pilot and the blob monster that sucks your brain out because <clears throat> saw Guerrera puts him in this chamber. Cause he doesn't believe him. And this squid thing, you know, latches onto his head and saw tells him, you know, this thing can tell if you're lying, but it also has a tendency to destroy your mind or make you go crazy or whatever he says. And so in the next scene, you see him and he's just kind of out of it. But then he snaps right back into it, and Saw Guerrero still doesn't believe him. So it's like, what was the what point was the of point that point scene? Because it didn't affect either character involved in the scene, you know. And it's like, was it just there to make you go, "Oh man, he's totally, you know, more extreme than the rebe- than the rebels because he's got a squid monster, and all they have are like bombs and guns and spaceships." I think so. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't but, buy. Uh... It. I didn't buy it. I also didn't buy Tarkin, but you know. You didn't buy Target. Now, let's let's talk about the 800-pound digital gorilla in the room. Yes. I I really liked Tarkin to a point. Mm-hmm. And if they, had, if they had kept it, and, and, you know, we've all discussed this privately, but if they had kept it to a minimum, you know, just that, that opening scene where you just saw his reflection, I was so excited by that. I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect um and then and then they it just kept going and it's like well now we're looking at his face now we're like close up on his face and he, now and he it's now he's feels talking. like a video game yeah but there's real people like next to him <clears throat> it was and that's making it a little <clears throat> worse I that reminds you of jar jar binks it, <laughs> right right it looked better than jar jar binks like it was so close like well, sure, i sure. i commend them for having the the balls to do it and, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that, like, if we're going to if this is a thing we want to do as a people, then we got to try it out so that the technology gets better and stuff. But of course, you know, well, they, they got to hurry up because, all, yeah, all that aside, supposed to be two more movies, all that aside, uh, her scenes for episode eight were already filmed before she died, by the way. I, I heard that one scene was not. Uh, don't worry about that one. That one was going to get cut <laughs> anyway. They're going to put it in the trailer. Um, So Tarkin is you know there was an actual actor there his his name was literally guy uh 
so they had this guy do motion capture. He's got like the rig on his face and mouth and stuff. And then they just map that into a CGI Tarkin face. Um, mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I looked at the actress who played Leia. She actually does look a lot like young Carrie Fisher. Uh, my understanding with that one is that they just kind of mapped digital images of Carrie uh, Fisher's face, you know, her young face, obviously, onto this actress just to make it look a little bit more like her. And then mm-hmm. they, they took the line from when she's recording the message to Obi-Wan uh, for when she says hope. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that one didn't, that one didn't, uh, I don't know, it just didn't work as good. That Tarkin, if he was, if you weren't right you, up in his you face. You think that that, you feel like that worked less well yeah, than I don't Tarkin? Because I, I was the opposite. Tarkin? I really felt like uh, that Leia looked better. I don't know. Maybe it was just because she was on screen less for you, you know? That's possible. But, like, possible. Tarkin, if he... She was on screen the same amount of time for you. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Tarkin... Um, I'm pretty sure she was. <laughs> I Like, I thought he looked absolutely fine as long as his lips were not moving. It was just the way his lips moved and the way his cheekbones moved that didn't oh, I like my right. broads. <laughs> um... They're fine if their lips aren't moving. I think, though, that... The... No, what I meant... Hold on, hold on. Because you got to let me defend myself. Yeah, okay, what I on. meant by the Jar Jar Binks is no matter how good it looks, when you put it next... When there's a real person in the scene with it, it's pretty clear mm-hmm. that one of those things is fake. Yeah, we're like right at the like end if of it, the... If this was a whole movie of the quality of Grand Moff Tarkin and everyone was animated... I'd be like, wow, that that was amazing. It looked so realistic. But as soon as you put him in a scene with another human, it it ruins the illusion. Right. And because um, they are in fact real, right. and he is not. We're right at oh, the right. edge of the uncanny valley, but we're still in the valley. You yeah, know, and you could yeah. still you could still just kind of tell. I, yeah, he was. I I I would have been it, fine if he was though. just in the movie less. Right, right. That's you know, that's that was my original point. But I do think it's interesting that you know we're we're like, I don't buy this highly detailed, very realistic Grand Moff Tarkin. But you know, Hulk, I never for a second even question that he, there's there's a big green guy there. That's because he doesn't then, look like then you anything think about real. It a little later, right, right. But you know what I mean? Like you you just you believe that they're there. Yeah. You know, Tony Stark isn't wearing half of the armor that he is, you know, in the movies in real life. I'm I'm and, still and amazed just like, that. Ah, yeah, I'm still really amazed good. that my brain never questions whether or not Gollum is real when I watch Lord of the Rings. For some reason, I'm always just like, yeah, is that scrawny little blue thing there? Whatever. <laughs> Gollum, I feel like, was still, like, his eyes weren't quite real enough for me. You know, like, he was, he was again, not bad. Not like I was, that was like... That was at a time when, like, but... Jar Jar was the only other fully CGI <laughs> character to be in an entire movie. And compared right. to that, and again, you know, comparatively amazing. But you know, for me, it didn't happen until around the the Avengers era, where you know you started to be like, whoa, 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 that is not really happening. And I, I just, you know, Iron Man is flying around, and you you stop and think that technology doesn't exist. <laughs> He's not actually flying around right now. You know, it, it it's it's very interesting uh, um, that. What what our brains can accept and what they are like, no, no, no. Too many wrinkles or not enough, I can't tell. It's but always, that's not darkened. Oh, hold on, hold on. It, 
And no matter how much CGI you think is in modern movies, there is always way more than that. They they replace practically everything. Like they will film things on location and then replace and then the location with a different, location. a slightly different location. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's I, it's true. Yeah, it it is it amazes me. I guess it's cheap these days. I don't know, but it amazes me the amount of things that they will film and then recomposite. Um, either to, just to clean it up or, you know, to fix a minor, well, like, like they'll just film, like, they don't have to, they don't have to plan as much ahead of time anymore to get the perfect shot. They just right. need to get it close enough and then they can fix it. In and post. then they fix it in post. But think about this. Uh, I, I, I always remember this when I'm looking at things like this, with the time Jay and Silent Bob strikes back was made, Kevin Smith spent $10,000 on a CGI goat that they didn't use. <laughs> Must have been a good goat. That it was terrible because they, they showed a cut scene. It was awful looking goat. I don't know if they just didn't finish it, but they spent $10,000 and that's all they got. That's and bad. now we have, we have entire movies almost that are made up of, of like a handful of people in a big green room. Yeah. And then this whole world is created around them. Yeah, and, and uh, to and stay on topic, fantastic. the prequels, the prequels have almost no location shots. And <laughs> you know, the further on you go, it's like unless they go to Tatooine, which very well may be sand dumped in the back alley of the studio. I have no idea, but you know, the majority of the prequels is like four people and a, a green screen stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George Lucas doesn't like going outside. I don't think. Yeah, it's not good for the goiter. Yeah, it's rough out there. It's cold today. Um. <clears throat> Okay, hold on. I got off track. Who else? What else? Okay, Darth Vader. Let's talk about Darth Vader because there was a lot of good with Darth Vader there. I personally feel that the scene of him getting out of the milk tube uh, was just a little bit too much. And that scene should have started with him just walking out of the fog to talk to uh, right. Krennic. But I like I, um, everything I, else I about not... Darth Vader in this movie, I absolutely loved it. Everything? Everything. Every single thing. The like, pun? Well, uh, no, no, I didn't like the pun. I didn't. But you didn't even like that when you, when a baby's choking, you use an aspirator to <laughs> yeah, don't clear the and your, your aspirations. <laughs> so he used it twice uh, in one pun. It, it canceled it out. Canceled out the bad. <laughs> I don't think it did. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the costume was awesome. It was, it was the, the shitty was, costume was from really episode good. four. Really good. Uh, although I am going to look it up because I I felt like his mask didn't look right. Well, the, the neck part because it looks like shit like that in episode four. Because they, Krennic shows up. He's in the bath, and he's got to <laughs> hurry up and get out. And you know those <laughs> royal guards there. All they do, they're like the pit stop crew. Okay. They've got to hurry up and get Vader into his armor before he dies, after he gets out of the milk bath. You know, that's all they do. They're just, voot, voot, and they get that armor on, he comes out, and then they're like, shit, guys, the mask is crooked. Like, whatever, he's he's going to choke this guy, and then he's going to come back, we'll fix the mask. <laughs> Listen, I'm certainly not not nitpicking away on this mask. I just thought it was a little weird. Because in, the, in episode four, again, it is definitely, like, I'm looking at, at pictures of it right now. It's definitely a separate piece you know, that's sitting on top, but his cape, 
I feel like is kind of on top of the throat part. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, it, it's not in uh, in this. Like it's, they, they should have fixed that. The, the helmet is, is sitting on top of the cape. And it just makes me feel like that is definitely not helping him breathe. There's a there's a big hole <laughs> in the neck. You know, so, so I, you know, whatever. I, I guess he lives on the planet Mustafar. Now, it, it's the only planet in this movie that doesn't get a subtitle when they fly to it, you know, which is mm-hmm. odd for a Star Wars movie that there'd be subtitles anyway, because they usually just have somebody say a thing and you're just like, did he just like have a stroke or did he say the name of the planet they're on? But <laughs> um, awesome. I, I guess on the Internet somewhere, they confirmed that this is, in fact, Mustafar, the planet where he got horribly scarred uh, and he just lives there now in his castle. Which is fine, I guess. You know, whatever. Now, I was reading, uh, or maybe somebody was telling me about it. Yeah, somebody was telling me that. I don't, I don't read. Um, but uh, the the idea was put out by, I don't know, some Star Wars book or something, um, that Darth Vader's outfit is is less about functionality and more about making sure he's in, like, excruciating pain to keep him in line. Like, the Emperor makes it to basically shut him up like you know you know you be all powerful and shit sometimes but for the most part i just want you to stay off my dick yeah i don't i don't know if that was intentional maybe it was just a shitty costume it was just bad r&d i think it was was uh... was purposely not finished would be giving it too much credit i think he just slapped it together (laughs) at the last minute he just made that up he was just like yeah this is very itchy Yes, I did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, I think once they dissolved the Senate, they probably got a lot more funding freed up. You know, they could make a better <laughs> costume. This party's over. <laughs> um, That's I, where and, all the funding came from. No more parties. Mm-hmm. Was it you, you guys or Dale that told me that I was wrong and this guy wasn't in Dark Knight Rises? Uh, that wasn't me because... It wasn't me either. It had to have been Dale. I was like, yeah, the, but you know, the bad guy in Dark Knight Rises. Are He's you like, wrong? No, no, I'm not. I don't think you are wrong. I I'm 100 percent right. correct. Yeah, he's yeah, Daggett. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely him. Totally the guy. Who is it? He's he's Daggett, the guy that uh, was like employing Bane, and then Bane killed him. Oh yeah, that Remember totally the, was him. He tries to blackmail a Catwoman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and instead she just bees hot. Like she does. Um, all right. What else do we want to say about this movie? I know, as usual, the, we, well, com- we were talking about Darth Vader, and we didn't talk about. Oh, we didn't talk about the the best part about Darth Vader. Favorite Darth Vader scene ever. As as far as him in action, they basically mm-hmm. created um, like the best part of playing uh, Battlefront uh, in a movie. When you get to be yeah. Darth Vader and just mow people down. And it was very cool to see the rebels, you know, trying to pass that. <clears throat> yeah. Data. It's... Push it. Push it. Yeah. Take, take the data tapes. They all the... knew they were dying. They all knew we're going to die, but we got to slow them down. Yeah. It right. was it was basically like throughout this entire movie, you've got these people who are just like, well, we know they're going to survive at least till the end. And then you're watching the end and you're like, you know. We've got these expendable people 
out here who are shooting uh, giant walking robots and stuff and stormtroopers who can't shoot back. And the people in the building, there's practically no resistance to what they're doing. You know, and you don't really even care about what's going on. But as soon as Darth Vader shows up and these guys are, like, fighting for their life, that's when I was starting to get nervous in this movie. You know, that was when the tension really ramped up because, you know... Like I don't, I don't know any of these people, but I do know that I'm not. If I was one of them, I would not want to be in that room with a <laughs> Vader coming. And it's shot so well, yeah. And it's dark, and you hear the breathing, and the, mm-hmm. the lightsaber cracks on, and whew, it's. <clears throat> but again, again, it it it's very interesting. I wouldn't trade anything for that scene. That scene was amazing, and I loved it. And I again, I, I wouldn't want it to go anywhere. But it does make you when 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 we see Darth Vader in uh, in A New Hope now, I feel like well, what I mean, like where's where's that rage? And he just walks this was in like and five he's minutes like, ago. I see you have been inconvenienced. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> baseball. Maybe he's maybe he's out. Maybe he's spent. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I mean, like, here's here's ten the thing. minutes ago, he was literally just like force whipping people around. Fucking whipped out the lightsaber like immediately was just like no. Let me fuck this. let me tell you my let me tell you let my me head tell you This party's over. Let me yeah. Let me tell you my head because you're on the right track here, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um. So the ship disconnects right. The Tantive Four undocks and it flies away. And now Vader has to get back to his star destroyer so he can chase after him. And we know in Star Wars that once a ship goes to hyperspace, it's kind of difficult to track him. So I imagine that Vader takes off after the ship. And he's just like, okay, we're going to check every single one of these blockade runners we find along the way. And it's probably like the third one or fourth one or fifth one down the line, you know? And like the, the, the first few, he busts in <laughs> lightsaber blazing, killing everybody. Oh, right. Wrong, wrong okay. ship. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> next, you know, next, finally, the la- you know, they get to this one. He's just like, you guys go in first, shoot the people. I'll come in when you're done. All right. We'll, we'll you know what, guys? I need a smoke break. You guys go in. <laughs> yeah, he comes in. He's just like, oh, yep, yeah, killed everybody. Good work. And that also explains the smoke. Right. When he <laughs> you know, and it, it also it also explains why Leia is able to just be like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. This is an ambassadorship. We're on a diplomatic mission. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if he literally chased her right out of the battle, you know, right, right. that you know, that would be different. But I can, <laughs> it, would, it would definitely be a little a uh, little more shady. Yeah. So if I, she was like, what? What? what are you talking about? That wasn't me. That was, that was totally not me. Yeah, no, no, no. Not me at all. That was a different one. Yeah, so I, I can only assume that there had to be at least a a brief period of time where Vader is trying to figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way I can make the, you know, I don't, I don't imagine it was like months later, but I can't imagine it was just like five minutes later. You know, I think there had to be like some period of time. So where they're not quite sure if this is the ship, even though Vader, once he's on board, I'm sure knows for sure this is the ship. You know, there is a case to be made in general in the Star Wars universe that it it was always weird to me. We saw that last scene in in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Now, he can't just go onto the ship and do that because he doesn't know. He knows where the the data is in that scene. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they get it into this other ship. It jumps to, you know, hyperspace, and he's got to uh, find it again. So he can't just come onto that ship and mow people down because they they might know where it is, and he killed them all. Right. Mm. But but you could think about 
you saw how powerful he was. Couldn't they just send him on to every rebel ship and just kill everybody? I mean, <laughs> like he could probably single-handedly stop the rebellion mm-hmm. if they used him properly. But they they're just like, mm, we want you to stand there and look menacing. Yeah, I I think uh, I think the the Empire doesn't really have like Vader's not unleashed, you know, because Tarkin right. is still holding his leash. Uh, he's not really unleashed until they dissolve the Senate and then the Empire can really do whatever it wants. You know, right. I, I feel like that's kind of the case, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, no, I mean, in like, yeah. I, I mean, in like episode five. Oh yeah. No. Oh ep- yeah, like, totally. He, like, yeah. oh, these, these rebels are on Endor. Like, well, just send Darth Vader down there to kill them all instantly. Yeah. Like, what, what are they going to do about it? Right. What are you waiting for? Just do it. Like just just have him jump out of his ship and land on another ship and just cut his way in. Yeah. He, 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 you know, he's got a space suit on. Yeah. He he was very limited by, you know, the suit. And I mean in real life. You know, so he can't really do the acrobatics we wish he could do, but if he could do those things, I feel like, you know, the rebels didn't have a chance because until Luke, they had no Jedi's. At least that was my right. impression. You know, this um uh, Donnie Yen's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the. Cl- I think that's. Yeah, the, that's the closest thing they got to a Jedi at any point. I think. Right, and you know, it's it's funny because I had I had a couple conversations with people where they did not get that he wasn't a Jedi. Yeah, he's a. And monk. He just was like a, a monk. He was uh, a the... somebody who would like pray to Jedi's. You know. Yeah, he was a guardi- um, guardian of the wills. I think is what it was. Was his thing. Uh, I'll believe whatever you want to throw down there, but you know, it was just one of those things where it was like. Uh, the people I talked to were like, well, why didn't he just throw that switch? Why did he have to walk out there? He should have just used the force. And I was like, he he wasn't a force wielder. He he didn't have the force. The force was with him, <laughs> but he was, he was not able to wield it. He was know? a good character because the fact that he would like so almost panicky chant, you know, mm-hmm. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force. Of, you know, it it showed you that like the things he's seen with the Jedi being wiped out and everything. And he's among the last, like the things he's seen, it has shaken his faith, you know, right. and, and just by having him do that, you get a whole lot about that character and it is kind of annoying, but you know, like it really says a ton about that character and he's extremely brave and he still has and faith Catholics in the force. In general. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. True. Yeah. And also with you, <laughs> the force is with me and also with you. <clears throat> um there's something else I was gonna get at. You got here. it. Um there were Where was Chewbacca? Uh Chewbacca was standing slightly off screen next to C three PO. Uh you didn't you didn't hear him at, at some <laughs> very tense moment. I I think I did, now that you mention it. You got it. Um so they had a couple oh, of just like... they had a couple of um references to the cartoon shows. In this, they had uh, Chopper, or at least a droid who looks and sounds exactly like Chopper. Droid Chopper is the droid from Rebels. Uh, he's just walking behind a group of Rebels in the base in the background at one point, and he makes his trademark noises. Um, you see the ship from Rebels very briefly in the battle at the end, flying by. And at one point, they make a call over the loudspeaker for General Syndulla, which is either... I don't remember, because I don't remember their titles. That's either... Hera Syndulla, one of the main characters of the show, or her father, Sham Syndulla, who was still a character on the show, but was more of a character in Clone Wars. Okay. So, 
Um, so there were a couple of cool references, and some stormtroopers make a comment about finally decommissioning an older model, which I think is them talking about decommissioning the clone troopers finally, the last of the clone troopers. I oh, you know what? I up. Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing them say that and not knowing what the fuck they were talking about. I think that's what it was. I'm but that, that does but make that, sense. Yeah, that, that's, that's just in them being like, finally, we got rid of them clones. Those things could shoot things. <laughs> right. <laughs> we nobody around here can shoot stuff unless you're wearing the black armor. Those guys can shoot stuff. They're probably still yeah. clones, actually. Maybe. 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 Yeah, so there were a couple of cool references. I really liked that space battle at the end. Um I felt that that was very uh Star Warsy, even more than the attack on Starkiller Base. Uh which, mm-hmm. you know, with its trench run and everything. You know, I, I right. still felt that this one felt more like Return of the Jedi, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. this is huge, huge fleets of spaceships fighting each other. People are actually dying. Some of the scenes of the pilots look like they're lifted exactly from Episode 5. Four. I think they I'm are. Sorry, four. They're not. It's found. No? Uh, what I'm told is they found footage that was cut from A New Hope. Okay, well, okay. Come uh, on. <laughs> yes. It's, I'm, qu- I'm quibbling on a technicality here. Yes, you but, are. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is footage that they filmed for A New Hope that they just found, like, I guess during pre-production they found it somewhere, I don't know, and uh, decided to put it in this movie. So that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, the, you know, the... Disney vault. Yeah, it was right next <laughs> to the Little Mermaid. where it always is. And Jim Henson's corpse. It's where they keep it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, because, you know, there was the stay on target guy. He was there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can't remember who else was there. Tighten but... it up. Uh, I think Brax Man- Mandarin was Man- there. Mantooth. Right. <laughs> Brax Mantoothington. Dorothy Mantooth was there. I think. Uh, you leave her alone. She's a saint. Genoa. Solani. Prosciutto. Uh, <laughs> Dax Mendel Ball. Dax Menthol. And uh Philandrel, uh Brisbane were in the ships flying. I uh I think we should probably just go ahead and end this for now so Jim can get to whatever he's gotta do tonight. Um final I was fo- just gonna go ahead, but go ahead. Yeah, me too. All right. Final thoughts on the movie. Uh Jim, final thoughts. It was sitting at a nice, comfortable C minus for me until Darth Vader scene. I give it an A. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I think it's a solid uh, solid B plus to A minus for me. There were you know not many things that would have changed, but uh, I still walk away feeling like eh, it could have been a little better. Yeah, I'm not going to give it a, a letter rating. But, um, yeah, I figure like I just added that to your guys show right now. Yeah, you did. You did. But Um, then Brian took it away. That's what I do. What he does. (laughs) I, um, I enjoyed watching it while I was watching it. I had a very good time. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed by some of the editing and that the trailers gave me certain expectations that were not met. Um, Mm. but I still enjoyed it. I thought it was a good star Wars movie. I don't think I'm going to rewatch it as much as I rewatched the force awakens. Because mm-hmm. that's just an enjoyable movie. This is this is still a good movie, but just one that I'm going to have to be in a mood to watch. I think. Kind of. Yeah, like there were there. I feel like there wasn't a lot of joy in this movie. No, and I don't. You, I don't. Right. 
Right. And that, it's not a bad thing. It's just not something that I want to subject myself to over and over and over again. So yeah. I don't well, often rewatch movies, so I doubt I'll ever rewatch this. Good. You can come over to my house and we will watch The Force Awakens. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Jim, for joining us. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was my pleasure, men. Thank you for uh, eventually joining us, and I apologize that my internet sucked. And uh, hey, it's fine. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, you will. Good night and good luck. Good night. Hey.